Yo, welcome back. This is episode 15 of the Youth of the Nation podcast. Yes, 15 episodes of the podcast. In this podcast, I will be interviewing a girl named Jordan Ripley, who actually has a blog called Unwritable Girl, where she talks about some hard moments, tough situations, and is just open about her faith within God. And then also, we also talk about child haven and caring for kids in adverse situations. It's a great conversation, a tough conversation, but a great conversation. Also, so you know, I accidentally didn't record the right audio. So you get a kind of echo audio that isn't me speaking directly into the mic. I apologize for that. And I'll try to make it not happen again. Hope you enjoy the episode. podcast again this is episode 15 and i'm here with jordan ripley who is based out of maple valley also known as the valley yes the valley oh we call it that oh let's go the valley let's go jordan how are you doing i'm good i'm so excited to be on here with you yes stoked super excited well i just want to share about jordan a little bit um she's actually a friend of a friend this this is actually our first time ever talking yeah at all (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to be honest. I think some people think we had like this long bond and we're super, no, just met her. Um, But her heart is in such a great place and you're going to hear about it a little bit later, of course, in the podcast. But um, as we were just chatting back back and forth, um, she cares about people groups who are hurting, Mm -hmm. uh, which we need more people of. So when Jordan kind of sent me what she wanted to talk about, it was kind of a no brainer. Um, to want to bring her on the podcast. So Jordan, like, just tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So I'm 24 years old. Um, I've been in the Seattle area my whole life, but I've also expanded outside of the country. So I've also done a lot of mission work. Um, And I think that's kind of where my heart for people um, and for also the Lord came from. I've also, I've been in Mexico and Brazil and Africa, and I've seen people hurting and I've seen um, where people really need to meet the Lord. And so that's kind of where God uh, gave me this heart to want to do more in the local area. Awesome. Cool. That aren't trying to leave the 253, but are trying to like help and, Absolutely. Um, and, and love on our area Yeah, because they need it. And yeah, we're going to hear about so much that. going on in this, in this city um, and people don't realize it. So that's yeah. why I'm really excited to talk about it with you. That's huge. Yeah, I'm stoked. So, first off, you have this blog. Um, I do. Unwritable Girl. Now, funny story, I'm going to share about my blog real quick. Okay. Is um, I try to write a blog, but I'm not very good with words, <laughs> editing, yeah, or periods, or words. And so, I wrote this podcast, not this podcast, uh, this blog, and it was so bad. <laughs> like, like. The first couple ones, like, I was trying to go for, like, this edgy, like, my life sucks kind of thing, right. um, but it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> but your blog is phenomenal. So, go ahead. Look, tell us about the heart Thank and vision you. behind that. Yeah, well, uh, for me, I've always um, loved writing, and I've always been able to put 
I'm a, I'm a feely, I'm a feely girl. I feel a lot. I have a lot of emotions. And so writing has been this way of, um, it's actually, it's kind of been a special meeting place between me and the Lord. It's been a place where I can go and I can feel safe and make sense of a lot of things through my writing. So, um, it really started out as a healing thing for me and it's carried me, it's carried me through a lot of hard and dark and uh, confusing seasons of my life where I've had to ask the hard question of kind of like, God, where are you? I don't, I don't feel you here. I don't see you here. But um, as I look back, it's always kind of been uh, God's faithful way of showing up in my life. And so through my writing, he's always been able to kind of allow myself to make space for whatever my heart is feeling. And he um, he's faithful and he always, he always transforms it into something better. So all that to say um, in past years, I haven't really shared a ton of writing for fear of it being too much or too vulnerable. Um, and so it actually wasn't until recently God's been kind of nudging my heart to share these words that he puts on my heart. So uh, I started sharing bits and pieces on social media, mostly my Instagram. Um, and I've been really shocked at the response of people coming to me and saying, thank you. Like you put into words what I haven't been able to make sense of. And that was kind of God's way of, you know, like slapping me on the face and showing me like, okay, this is, this goes beyond me and my heart and, and my relationship with the Lord. And he really wanted to touch other people's lives. Um, so that's kind of the backstory of why I started my blog, Unwritable Girl, um, because I really wanted to create a space for people to come and to read and to ultimately feeling less alone. Um, and I honestly, I write a lot of just about humanness and how, uh, through messiness of who we are and the aches and pains that we endure through this life. Ultimately, that's where we can find Jesus on right there on the floor with us, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so really the vision behind starting this is to just inspire people to show up in front of each other and to say like, wow, me too. You know, I'm going through that same thing. Um, Cause I think it's a really brave thing to be real enough to show up in front of each other and admit how ultimately unbrave and broken that we actually are. And wow. to believe that, you know, through our brokenness, we're still so unconditionally loved by the father. And that if we just learn not to mask it, you know, and actually trust God through our broken seasons, especially the painful ones. And also uh, to invite others into it too. You know, yeah. He promises that he'll transform it into something beautiful. And so ultimately that's the vision behind my blog. I want it to be proof of, uh, you know, Jesus. And I want people to be able to tangibly touch his presence when they're reading my writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, so with that, cause that's, that's, that's a huge, you know, that's a huge vision yeah. uh, behind your blog. So as kind of like this, our, our generation, you know, me and your generation and um, young people, they're getting into this age of mental health, like mental health is becoming more of a topic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because it's more of a struggle. Yeah. And you told me something that I thought was so crucial. And you said that people go on Instagram mm. and they think that life is a certain way, Absolutely. But, it's, but it's not that. Yeah. And so how would you, cause to me, as I read your blog, it like, it could relate to most of the girls that um, I do ministry with in middle, they're in middle school mm-hmm. and my leaders, like it could relate to them. Yeah. Well, even some of the guys have just like, you're not saying like, cause I think what's so important behind writing blogs and writing Jesus stuff is we always try to end it with like a positive, you know, a positive ending. It's yep. going to be great. Yeah. be Okay. And, but where's the one where it's like, you know what? It's okay. 
absolutely you know? like it's okay not to be okay so how would would does your blog speak to that idea of like it's okay to not be like this instagram society and it's yeah. okay to not be okay yes and you know what i think that you know in my instance why i wanted to be vulnerable and why i wanted to share my writing is because when i was so broken and when i did not feel the lord that's when that's when he saved me that's when i like decided to sit down and and he became so present to me he became so real mm-hmm. and so tangible because it's in those moments where you are not okay and where you feel alone and when you feel like there's no one else you know, to be there for you. That's where God is. That's where he's like, listen, like, come to me. You don't have to hurt alone. Um, and that's where I found, that's where I found God. And so that's yeah. why I want to, that's why I want to be, you know, so vulnerable about it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So on that world of vulnerable, um, how would you like, how would you kind of speak? Like, why is being vulnerable so important to our world today? Man, I think it's important because people do not understand how many people are going through the same thing of, um, like you said, mental, mental health is important and it's important to talk about. Um, and if you continue, I'm not saying you have to, you know, like make this sob story for yourself, but I do think it's extremely brave and important to show up in front of each other and be like, listen, I'm going through that same thing. Like, let me be here for you. Um, and I think, you know, community is very important in that aspect as well. And that's something that I'm continuing to learn is that, you know, it's, it's one thing to go on Instagram and post a happy picture. It's another thing to, to be real and brave enough to say, you know, I'm hurting right now and I don't feel God right now. What do I do? You don't, you don't see that enough. You don't see that enough. I believe even in church. Um, And so that's why I think being vulnerable is so so important to just be able to meet with each other and i I think it brings us closer ultimately too as a community as a city um to be able to meet with each other at eye length and say me too yeah me too uh my your life is tough and so is mine yeah we're all human we're all hurting we're all broken we're all sinners that's where that's when you know that's when we all start reaching for the lord yeah is in those moments so come on yeah reaching for the lord that's so mm-hmm. good yeah and i appreciate that like because you know i i tried to write and i was like that's not gonna work but i love to talk so i'm gonna exactly. record a podcast <laughs> there you go see you do it in words and uh vocalization i do it in writing yeah so it's, <laughs> so it's all the same for the for the glory of jesus yeah um, amen that's so good jordan and what's cool about that blog is you also are kind of doing you're kind of doing like something, not something else, but at, along with that, you have this huge, you're part of this huge organization, uh, not not huge, but huge mission yes. um, called Child Haven. Yes. And um, so you've told me a little bit of it. Um, and as a child who has come from abuse, um, how do you offer Haven to kids? Yeah, well, um, first, let me tell you a little bit about Child Haven. Child Haven um, is a nonprofit based here in the Seattle area. Um, and our mission is to ultimately put an end to the cycle of abuse and neglect in, in the families that we work with. And what I love about Child Haven is we don't just offer to therapeutically work with these children, but we also offer a lot of different services to help the parents and the self and the caregivers as well. Yeah. Um, and so I am a therapeutic uh, 
teacher for two and three-year-olds, so they're the younger ones, um, but they have plenty of behavioral issues, um, and I can't lie, it's a, it's a hard job, it's a tough job, um, but it is also the most rewarding thing I have ever done in my life, um, and yeah. actually the word haven means a place of safety or of refuge. And so most days I'm honestly, I'm really just working on building trust with these children because um, I can't be a place of safety unless they know I'm someone they can trust. And that starts with really little things like consistency and showing up um, when, you know, and showing them that it doesn't matter where they have come from or how they act. We can take them as they are and I'll still show up the next the next day and love them just the same. Um, And to me, that is just a, such a reflection of the father's love for me because, you know, it doesn't matter what I've done. His arms are still reaching out for me. Um, And so to love these children has actually taught me so much about grace um, and the love of the father. Um, And I just want to continue to love them the way Jesus loves me. And so um, to me, that's what Haven is all about. That's what, you know, being a refuge for these children and, 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 and these families too, and just showing them that, you know, it does, you know, you're broken and so am I and, and let's come together, you know? Yeah. That's so good. And as a, again, as a kid who comes from that kind of life, I, the, the only thing I didn't like, I didn't want people to give, you know, money for like, the only thing I wanted was like, am I going to be safe? Absolutely. And I wanted, you know, like you're saying, refuge. You know, I kind of put a word on it. But, like, I just wanted refuge. Like, yeah. I wanted my days not to be so long. I wanted, right. um, I wanted safety. I wanted someone to say, yo, you matter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got that from people, from some people. Mm-hmm. But to have a constant figure who's, like, after the kid either cusses you out. Oh, you know, I don't know how it works. But a kid cusses oh, you happens, out yeah. or mm-hmm. kicks, you know, kicks you or whatever. It's like what they think in their head is, oh, that person has now, is now yep. going to give up on me and they won't be here tomorrow. But then Absolutely. you show up and you're like, no, I'm here. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because that, that honestly is their mindset. Um, and it's tough too, because we can only do so much for them at Child Haven. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of them go home and experience the same thing and it's a cycle. And so that's why Child Haven's mission is to stop the cycle and that's what's so cool about it is, you know, we work beyond the children. We go to the parents and the caregivers um, wow. and the social workers and um, to actually end the cycle. Yeah. So what's what do you what would you say the cycle is? You know, it's interesting because at Child Haven, we um, we have children that their parents were also children of Child Haven. Mm-hmm. And that that actually raises a question to me. Are we doing enough? to end the cycle because um because even you know we can only love so much i believe they truly need more mm-hmm. i tr- i truly believe that ultimately they also need jesus and they just need they need to be shown love unconditionally yeah. um and so that's why i also do my writing is because i just want to get the message out that we're all broken like there's no one better than the other we all need each other and we all need love and we all need Jesus. And so even just a little bit of kindness, it goes a long way in this world. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Just a little bit of kindness. And I think kids again, cause I, I work with, this is what this is for to encourage youth yeah. leaders and youth workers. Um, a lot of and this, to me, this is crazy. Like this blows my mind, but a lot of young people don't, 
or youth people that lead young people right don't know how to lead young people that have come from adverse or not as cute backgrounds as most of the kids that we have picture perfect Uh, yeah it's easy to it's easy like not saying it's easy because you still got to care and they can have struggles but to me it's it's so much harder to want to minister to the kid who's kissing his girlfriend behind the church or yeah. smoking on this or doing this and doing that. And yeah. That's what, you know, I love that name child Haven because if too. you think about it, that's what we're supposed to be for our kids yes. in ministry. Yes. Is a child Haven. Like when they come to church, they can, if they're getting bullied at school, come, come here. You're safe. Yep. You know, if they're getting called names, come, come home, you're safe. Yeah. Um, I've had kids who literally have said, that they come to church because they know that they're going to get fed um, like a healthy kind of healthy food. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, I I give you McDonald's most of the time, but like with, you know, with some side salad, but like, that's what kids are saying. (laughs) Like I come here because I know that I'm going to be safe refuge. I'm not going to be called this, called that. And that's to me, that's the heart. Like, that's why I love the name Child Haven so much is because that, isn't it insane that that should be the heart of all, yeah, of all youth, anything that yes. deals with youth yes, should be, we are going to be a haven. Yes. Um, not that we're going to make, you know, I'm not, it sounds like I'm hating, but not like, we're not going to make kids look cool. Like, that's fine. Right. But I want kids to feel okay <laughs> you know like, absolutely and to feel and and just yeah. for it to go even beyond the church um into the schools into the into the city and into the community i think that's so important because we all just want we all just want somewhere safe to go we all want a refuge yeah. you know and um to be that for someone else is is the greatest thing that you could do here on earth i think mm be that refuge that's what jesus came to do absolutely he did it yeah he did work that's so awesome he did work that's for sure um sweet so what is so is child haven like a new organization or it's not it has been here since you know what i don't even know the date but it has been here since at least 1990 Woo. i want to say 1980 Come on. <laughs> i should have uh, looked that up before I came yeah no nah, you're good <laughs> no, it's been around for a long time and um that and you don't hear about it enough like even before i worked there i had never heard about it and so that's why i'm so excited to be on here with you today because i want to spread the word about it i think the mission is um, a really beautiful thing yeah. um but it's definitely grown a lot so we have a location in auburn we have a location in burien and a location um in broadway okay yeah that's sweet um so do you guys share are you guys sharing the gospel with kids or are you guys just there just to you know no, kind of so like actually, be a safe it's actually not um a christian organization um so it's more of like a personal thing for me to relate to these children um and be the arms of jesus to them yeah and also my coworkers and to the parents and so um yeah that's why yeah. that's kind of like my personal definition of Haven is just to be Jesus to them. And, but also not to get it mixed up um, to be their savior, because I don't believe that I can ever, if you, if you get that, if you start thinking that mindset, you have it wrong because um, you can't take on that big of a burden. And, and I've, I've had to learn that working with these children. I, yeah. I've had to separate, well, 
I have not been able to separate work from home because, you know, you go home and you think about these children when you lay in bed at night. But I have had to learn how to surrender it to the Lord and to remember that I'm not their savior, but I am a place where they can be safe and I can be, um, you know, a place, uh, someone that they can trust. That's huge. And I love that you said that you don't believe you have to be their savior. Yes. Come on. Can you, (laughs) can you speak behind, like, because this is my biggest, this is my biggest struggle is this savior complex that the church has today. Yep. Um, and it's not, we know Jesus is a savior. We know yep. that. Yep. Like that's in cement, stone. It's, it'll be here forever. Right. But we aren't the savior. Right. But in that job, I'm sure you might see it in some people. Not that you want to like throw some people under the bus yeah. in your job. Yeah. But like, I'm sure you see people that have that savior complex yes. and they get stressed out. They freak Absolutely. out because speak. Yeah. Speaking of that. Yeah. Um, because I actually think I was one of the, <laughs> I was one of those people at one point, especially when I started this job because, and those people, I don't believe, I don't believe their intention is to be, to be a savior, but I do think that they have mm-hmm. such a heart and, and, you know, my prayer for a long time has been, Lord, please break my heart for what breaks yours. Give me your eyes. Give me, you know, your heart for these people. And sometimes God does that so tangibly, like your heart literally breaks and, and you have to be sensitive to the Holy spirit because you don't want your heart to break in a way you carry the burden. That's not what God wants. He wants you to give him the burden, but he wants you, you know, to be, to be his arms and feet, but there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a fine line that you have to make between being a savior and being um you know that safe place and that refuge that mean you were just talking about um Mm -hmm. you know it i see some heartbreaking stuff here at child haven and it's it's hard because you want to do more you always want to do more you always want you you ultimately do want to save them um but you can't you can't and that's something that you just have to trust the Lord with because, yeah. and it always helps me to remember, like, I love these children so much and they are my heart, but how much more does God love them? You mm-hmm. know? Um, and so that's something that I have to remind myself every day when I come home, you know, and I'm laying in bed at night thinking about the day or thinking about something that happened um, and just trust him and believing that, wow, he loves these children and th- these parents more than I do. And, and he's got them. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He loves these children and parents. Even though it's my job, he loves them more than I do. Yeah. That's so huge. Yeah. And that's, it, um, no, that's something you have to learn. Yeah. It's not something that, it, it's hard. It's definitely hard. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. And I think now, yeah, I told you about this question. I know you're ready for it. But <laughs> I think this is a big question to kind of unpack. But so in these um, like, so this isn't a Christian organization, which is, which is fine. Right. Um, but like, how do we, you know, you said you want to be the arms and feet to Jesus. Yeah. This isn't to combat what you're saying. Right. But like, how do we believe, how do kids, how will kids believe that this is the good news? If they're in this life, like, Hey, Absolutely. this is the good news of Jesus. And I, I've had this happen. I was asked this question actually a couple days ago and I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Um, And again, ultimately it is good news. Like ultimately. Absolutely. But at the like simplest point, how is the news that we preach Mm -hmm. to kids? How is that good news? If they're stuck 
man in this like, in the stronghold yeah you know what i mean man that is a heavy question um and it's something that i've really had to battle even in my own life um i've you know i've experienced depression i've experienced my best friend passing away um at a very young age it's things like that that really test your faith and you question god ultimately and i think even working with these children i've had to ask god are you like are you real if you love them if you love them why are they coming in with a black eye if you love Mm. them why are they going hungry why have they been locked in a room and neglected it really really tests your faith um and i mean it gets back into that savior thing where you want to save them but you just you ultimately can't you have to trust that god's that God loves them and that he has them. And I think that's why it's so important for us as a community, as, as people, as the church to Mm -hmm. be that safe, that safe refuge for them to at least see that. Wow. You know, there's a lot of evil in this world, but there's also a lot of love and there's also a lot of good and there's also hope. Yeah. And I just want these children to grab a hold of hope. Wow. For them to know that, yes, this happened to them, but that is not who they are. That is not their future. That is not what they were designed to become. There, yes. There, there's hope. There is, you know, there's good news, like you said. Um, and so that's why it's so important for us to be that to them. Because mm-hmm. if not, if, if, if it wasn't for us and if it wasn't for, you know, us believing that, then they would never, they would never experience hope. Yeah, uh, you mentioned something that was kind of that was key to me, mm. um, and the like kids living in this life. It wasn't the way things were meant to be. It was not, and I think that's huge. Yeah. And as I as I as I think about kids, and as I just think about kids that like go go through these struggles, like reminding kids, hey, this isn't the thing way. This isn't the way things were meant to be. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus is good news. Yeah. We, you know, there's so much depth into that. Yeah. Um, but we can't just say, "Hey, it's good news." Yeah. Believe it. Totally. No, we we got to tell them. Like, we why gotta, why does this apply yeah. to you? And we got to show them. You know. Yeah. yeah, man, that's so huge. That's so that, man. Woo, Jordan. <laughs> I got chills. Telling you. Tell Love you. it. Uh. Awesome. Cool. Well, what is, and I asked this question in the beginning um, of a lot of interviews, but I want to ask you at the end because this is how we do. But <laughs> what is, as, as as I hear about you serving, you know, students that are, you know, at risk or whatever you want to say, kids or whatever you want to say, um, that are going through hard situations and parents as well. Yeah. Um, what's your why? Cause you have, you're doing, you're doing all this stuff, right? But like, what is, what is your, what gets you up in the morning? What keeps you going? Yeah. Uh, what keeps you close to the Lord? What, like, yeah. what is it? Man. Um, I really think that I want to be that for people and these children because ultimately God did that for me. You know, I've mm-hmm. experienced a lot of, man, a lot of just heartbreak. Um, and ultimately God has healed me and redeemed me from that. And I think at the end of the day, 
I just, I truly want people to see Jesus in me, but I also don't want it to, I never want to get to a place for it to be about me. You know, I want, whether it's the work I do or through my writing, I never want to get to a place I make it about myself because it's not. Everything I do is because of his love and his grace that he's extended to me. Um, And I just want, honestly, my goal in life, I just want to continue to intimately know him and to sit with him and um, really know his character. Because I think if you truly know God, and not just know of him, but truly know him and sit with him um, and know his heart, I think it changes everything. It changes the reason, you know, you get up in the morning. It changes your motivation. It changes uh, the way you act in certain situations. It changes everything. Um, And I just want to continue to be more like him. That's huge. I'm encouraged by just what you're saying. Like, you just want to be more like Jesus. Yeah, and, I do. Um, every as you can tell that in your blog post, you can tell that in the way you serve kids. That you can tell mm-hmm. um, that you just you just want to be more like Jesus. I do. Yeah. Uh, well, Jordan, a um, couple questions. Yeah. How is there any way that people can kind of support Child Haven? Don't give support. Yes, there is. If you go to childhaven.org. Um, there is a, I'm, I think there's a place um, where it shows you can donate and you can also uh, come and volunteer. Uh, you can volunteer in different classrooms and you can also give, um, we're always wanting, we always need more diapers to give to the parents, um, more clothes, more socks, more, basically more everything. So um, yeah, there's lots of ways you can donate um whether it's money or if it's diapers whatever and then you can also come and um basically help us out in a in a room and love these children oh for real you can yeah like, you, you can here. yes so you should do that <laughs> i might have to come and you know Whoa. what the, uh, we need more guys to come and volunteer because these children um most of us are women teachers but they mm-hmm. when a guy comes into the room they need um, male role models they really do yeah. and so if a guy comes into the room they love it it's so funny and i just and i, I up, truly huh? believe yeah we need more male role models so guys come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's true though because i talked about a dj two weeks ago um uh, like the idea of like you know we like in the usually like in the hood or like we're you know in places yeah. of poverty, like there's usually a lot of mothers. There in is, these places. yes. Um, there's not a lot of dads. Yeah. Um, and in the same way, there's a lot of moms that are like, like figures, and like, yo, I love my mama, you know, like, but there's no like guy figures. Absolutely. To be like, I look up to him. Yes. Um, that's my that's my why. Yes. Is that young men look at me and they go, I'm gonna I, not not that they want to be like me, but I um, I am encouraged by him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not let down by me. Yeah. But that's awesome. huge. Yeah. So go support Child Haven. As soon as I asked that question, you got into straight hustle mode. Yeah. <laughs> Childhaven.org. Right. Um, passionate. Got to get that paper. Um, and yeah, Childhaven.org. And then Unwritable Girl. Yes. Um, I said that really. I said that like um, the homeboy off Despicable Me. <laughs> um, yeah. UnwritableGirl.com. And then also my girl, Instagram. Yeah. Is just Jordan Ripley. Awesome. Did you? Did you just straight up like? Did you just um? Did you buy unwritablegirl.com? Yeah. So I actually I made it. 
so actually my best friend helped me because I write, but I'm not creative at all. <laughs> so okay. my best friend, uh, she's very like, very creative when it comes to, you know, the, all the online stuff. So she actually um, helped me create a brand. And then that's where, you know, I decided to get my brand name. And so yeah, basically, it's like a whole website. I'm, I'm really committed to this. And um, yeah. yeah, and so check it out. Check it out. Yeah, Go check out the blog. Yeah. Go support Child Haven. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much. This is. Thank this you. Is great. Truly. This is great. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, Man, I just thank you. Thank you for letting yeah. me, you know, come on here and like have a voice. Um, I think that, like you said, these topics are really uncomfortable sometimes to talk about, but it's really, really important. And I believe that um, it's a really brave thing to just share your heart and to be vulnerable and to say, you know, just inspire each other to show up and say, yeah. me too. Me too. Come on. <laughs> me too. Yeah. And, that, and that's the heart of the show. Because um, I, I always get this question, like, what are you doing? Like, what's the heart behind this? And straight up, it's to, like, obviously you're supporting kids. Um, but it's to encourage young leaders young pastors youth leaders youth pastors pastors leaders like whoever just needs the encouragement to be like wow okay yeah i can do this thing uh, and kind of make people uncomfortable at the same time yes uh, so yeah it's, it's gonna be a blast but jordan thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you uh, and hey thank you for listening audience uh, again go support child haven at childhaven.org and of course, go ahead and uh, check out that blog, unwritablegirl.com, about the domain name. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so it's all, it's all great. And also Jordan Ripley on Instagram. That is episode 15. Peace.